let the hogs out. This is Hog Planet, the podcast where we, uh, we, I mean, Dance Beventa, and what are we calling you now? Sam what? What are we calling you now? Oh, I think I'm Sam. I'm Sam Lewis for the internet. For the, for the, for the real heads, I have a last name, but for the weirdos, I'm changing. I, I got to change my display name here too and everything. But uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? It's Sam Lewis coming to you from DC. How's it going? Yeah, and uh, I'm in New York here in Brooklyn in Flatbush. And if you can't tell, listen, it, it's it, it's been a minute since we fucking podcasted. Uh, Sam, I think we last released an episode in September of, of the of the of the Pog Planet podcast. I think you're right. I think it was sometime around that. And uh, we did we we could give the fans a little bit of an explanation. Um I don't know, Dan, what, what were your thoughts as we just kind of tapered off doing the show to the extent that we did it at that time? To give you a sense of how we decided to stop doing the show, we just didn't and we didn't talk about it and we just stopped doing it. And we never said we weren't doing it. Um, because it's at a certain point, it was like it just started feeling like work. And uh, that was never what this was about. It was about two boys just two two old pals just just talking about the hogs of the, of the planet i mean that's that's simply the program so i can't be editing episodes trying to make them sound perfect like that's not what the show's gonna be anymore the show is gonna be live to tape live off off the dome you you me sam and uh you being the listener and we are just gonna you know listen we're not we're not we're not and also you know, listen the Patreon is dead. We killed it. We took it behind the barn and. Uh, yeah, we, we gave it the Lenny treatment from other mice and men. Yes. Uh, we, we what did what he do? He gave it a rabbit or something. No, he just. Uh, what's the name of the other guy? It's been ages since I had to read. Lenny that, which and, is by far the worst. I, is it bad? George, George. No, George. No, dude, is it, is it bad that I wanted to say Lenny and Carl from The Simpsons? <laughs> Well, at least the white guy would be the non-compass, the, the uh, neuroatypical one of the two, as opposed to the other way around, which might be of mice and men. Spoiler for everyone who hasn't read this unbelievably boring book. Um, they take Lenny's got to go out back. He's he's been he he may. He killed a lady with on accident and he doesn't fit into normal society. And George decides that he's got to go. And so George says, look, do you see the rabbits? And just gives him one behind the head. So and, that's uh, how the end of that book ends. And that's there, the analogy. I, I believe there is a TV version with Gary Sinise in one of the roles. And I don't know which role. <laughs> anyway, um, we used to have a bit at work where I like gave my friend a Gary Sinise book and then we would we would thumb through it and we'd be like, and then September 11th happened. <laughs> and it was just like, it was so depressing, the book. It was just like, and then I played Lieutenant Dan and Tom right. Hanks was really cool. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to have a Patreon because we don't really want to be accountable to anyone. We want to kind of just make this show when we feel like it and uh just yeah. kind of just kind of do it for fun and if you're listening it's because you like us not because you like uh, necessarily 
hearing us talk about like politics and shit because honestly sam i don't know about you but i'm a little burnt down on it all because i can't i can't be sitting here doing a podcast like bad faith or something where it's like just complaining about joe biden and stuff i just i just i i, I don't want to spend my life doing that yeah i i feel like there's we're at a critical mass of saturation of just commentary and of course we're doing we're 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 basically gonna do commentary here but it's like for fun and we're doing this spontaneously we're doing this just because we, we want to do it and uh previously i used to it may not sound like this because you know i'm a dumbass but like i previously was always kind of busting my ass to do research for this and uh trying to make it so that it was everything was very factual and I don't know. It was a lot of work and there's, there's definitely an outlet for that for me, but uh, I'm not sure if like a podcast is the right medium. I think that it's, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about podcast mediums later on, but like, it's, I think this is just like better for us to have a spontaneous fun, you know, improvisational uh, live sort of thing unedited. And also, Hey, hey, this is what, this is what I do at Sirius XM. Uh, you may know me from such films as The Bennington Show, The Craig Ferguson Show, The Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Show, or podcast, whatever you want to call it, and a bunch of other shit. So, you know, you know who we are. Sam is uh, in the legal profession, are we allowed to say? Yeah, I don't do anything fun, honestly. Uh, not not one single fun thing, uh, like Dan does, at least. Dan's an artist. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm the... Uh, I don't know if I'm the straight man in this duo, this comedy duo, but it's we don't really we don't really there. subscribe to the the usual uh, dynamic there. I don't think we're not like an odd couple type. I think we were very very <laughs> similar in some ways. Um, but behind me, if we're similar in some ways, YouTube, but from different from well, different walks of life is what I was yeah, trying to say. I would say. Um, but if, if you look behind me, if you're watching on YouTube, you and also we're gonna put the show on YouTube as well, so you can watch the show now. Uh, if you're listening to it, you can also watch it on YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a YouTube channel called Hog Planet right when we're done recording, and then this will be up there. Uh, I guess I gotta figure out a way to slap the theme song on the uh, the YouTube version. Uh, okay, uh, but behind me, you can see there is a the painting known as the Ass Clown Taking a Selfie. Uh, Sam, I've I've found an outlet since we've uh, not been podcasting, and that is that has been acrylic paint. And that's what's up. Uh, it, Dan's painting is very you've really come a long way. And I don't mean to say that you ever did anything bad. It's just that, like, you've really developed your voice as an artist. Um, and by voice, I mean, laying the paint on thick as hell like that is your trademark. And the thing about that is I just don't like to waste any paint. Um. <laughs> That's really it gives you like a three dimensional vibe, though. I, I, I'm here for it. No, yeah. And I like painting clowns and ugly guys. If you want to see my paintings, go to at D Spaventa on Instagram at D S P A V E N T A on Instagram. I sell them too. I've sold seven of them. Can you believe it? Seven, Sam. Yeah, you haven't sold any of them to me, even though I asked for one or two of them. Well, that one was already asking. taken. Well, you know, I can't deal with this rejection, dude. This is why we had to turn off the Patreon. They were holding me accountable all the time. I couldn't walk outside without being held accountable. I'm sorry like, that a straight right white male was held accountable, but you're just going to have to fucking deal. Um, I know, me, a member of the most Sam, what do you? What's your opinion on the rise of anti-Semitic attacks that the Zionists, um, you know, are claiming are, are, are occurring? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess... 
it's hard for me to take it seriously when I'm not saying that anti-Semitism doesn't happen, but it's just like so fucking convenient that every time people in en masse kind of realize that the palace, the situation between Israel and Palestine is one-sided and pretty fucked up, especially for the Palestinians. Um, all of a sudden, when people start talking about that, we start hearing about how anti-Semitism is on the rise. And I think a large part of that is honestly the equation between um, criticizing Israel and being anti-Semitic, which I, I don't think it exists. I mean, Dan and I are Jews, but we don't live in Israel. We live here. So I've never been to Israel. Uh, I have like no a, family it's a, it's from Israel. A, it's not a it's, it's a not government. A part it's, of my, it's, it's a government. It's 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 a I don't even know what to call it. Like, I don't feel a spiritual connection to Israel. Like they say Yisrael in the prayers. But other than that, I don't know anything about the place. Like you go there and, on and birthright Israel, to get a hand job. Like they want to sexually, they want to sexually, they want to basically be like, you lost your virginity in Jerusalem. So you should, you should be, you should support the Israeli government and the killing of anyone who they feel like. I literally think that's a birthright is. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there is some not, not too subtle birthright uh, brainwashing going on, but in general with Israel, I mean like, yeah, the Israel you talk about like in the, in scripture and stuff or like the meaning of israel for jewish people even if they're secular isn't necessarily the state of israel at least in my conception i'm i'm a largely secular jew i don't hold myself out as like terribly religious but i do know people who are pretty religious and israel for them is like a it's a symbol it's a canaan it's like a symbolic thing but there's this idea now that we've been able to reach back into the bible and yank that like you know, this it's like nostalgia on steroids. They've been able to yank that into the present, uh, kicking and screaming. And the cost of that is, I guess, you know, kicking all the Palestinians out of the country that they were sitting in when Zionists decided to like set up there. And I, it's very frustrating that there's this like, uh, I guess, this equivalence drawn between Judaism or even secular Jews and Israel when uh, it's, it, it's like any other country. It's a constructed idea. I don't know. Yeah, plus the, um, you know, Judaism does not equal the Netanyahu or whoever is replacing him government, I think it's safe to say, which I, I think some people can't get their, that through their fucking head. And it also doesn't like, like, it doesn't involve all Israelis, but it involves more of them no, than like the a lot of just Israelis like, just are willing say, to admit. <laughs> let's just say it involves the Israeli government to be safe and nice. We got a Scooby background here. Yeah, I put this up because I saw um, to lighten the mood a little bit, you know, we're getting into Israel, Palestine, which is rough stuff for anybody. But um, Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowley Dog will be starring in an animated feature on the way for Warner Bros. Home Entertainment. I just what saw this on Twitter. Fuck? Dan, what, how do you feel about this? Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Scooby and Courage. So what, what's the link? What's the link that they're both dogs? Because yeah, which is which is racist or, or it's speciesist, dogist, whatever. I'm I'm honest. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Um, Courage and Scooby. I mean, Scooby is twice the size. These are not these are, these are not similar dogs. These are not from the same world. Scooby. It, it, there was the macabre certainly on Scooby Doo, but it it was in it was in a playful way. Courage was a terrifying like weird fucking show together it will just be a bland piece of shit <laughs> <Yeah. I> mean... <laughs> no uh scooby and, and 
Courage number one would be terrified of Scooby because Scooby has like Scooby's speech develop uh, abilities are much more developed than Courage. Courage, you remember Courage just goes kind of goes like he has to impersonate what he's trying to say to his owners and then and Muriel and Eustace, his owners are always kind of like, uh, you know, what are you even talking about? What like, oh, that's very nice courage. Whereas Scooby and, and Shaggy, maybe because Shaggy is like has acid damage or something. They like communicate like Scooby talks and other people can hear him too. Right. He's not like a Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs situation. No, Scooby is fully in the, he, he's a talking dog. He speaks to to Thelma, to Shaggy, to Fred and Daphne and the gang. Um, why don't we listen? I I I can I, we fucking talk about why I have an I voted sticker on my fucking hat? Can I, can, I'm just tearing it off right now. I'm ashamed at you for not bringing it up sooner. <laughs> I just tore for the listeners at home. I just tore the I voted sticker off of my hat today. I voted in the elections for New York City uh mayoral and a few other things comptroller um i think comptroller i voted brad lander lander i don't really know anything about him i literally just have one friend in the dsa who tells me who to vote for but he said for but but this is what i did for mayor let me explain no so there was ranked choice voting should i go should i go from i mean like what questions do you have about this race first of all because it's fucked okay so uh, as a Look, I'm from like the tri-state area, but I've never lived in the five boroughs. And um, I personally have been watching as like a New York expatriate, more or less. I have been watching this with just a massive grin on my face because no matter what, all y'all New Yorkers who say that you're like a number one. Don't do this to me. Oh, you're getting this guy. You're going to get him or you're going to get Yang. Like. Sam has so just funny. put his background as Eric Adams. The they the, can see it. The guy who won't stop sending. Well, the, the, the listeners can't, and the well, listeners watch on will YouTube. Ha- We're trying to monetize here. No, I'm yeah, listen, watch on YouTube too. Um, do, do well, listen and then watch it. Um, we want both numbers. So and, and Sam is now kissing Eric Adams on the neck, which is really grossing me out. I'm um, doing Eric a little Adams, like of Biden Sam, neck smelling here too. Sam, I was bitching about this on Instagram at at, at times, but. He was sending so many mailers. Oh, my God. Every fucking day. And they kept saying things like, I, you know, I was beaten by the cops. So I became one. <laughs> Literally, that was I got that mailer like three times. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? If you can't beat them, join them, I guess, is like the logic there. It's bizarre. I guess. I guess it's really uh, it's really sad. But um, OK, I got two things with Eric Adams that I heard recently that he said, um, Number one, he said that he wants to retire to the Golan Heights in Israel, which is disputed territory between Israel and Syria. Interesting choice. I mean, I'm sure it's very scenic out there, but it seems like a loaded question. It's probably great weather. Okay, so yeah, we we all love a Mediterranean climate. We love some high altitude. Maybe we can forgive that one. Uh, What do you think about how he talked about how his favorite concert was like when Curtis Mayfield got paralyzed by a falling uh, what? Like stage. He, I, he, all right, I, gotta pull I did not hear about this. I was trying to save a more disturbing picture of Eric Adams so that I could use it as my background, but I got to find this uh, Mayfield quote. So, yeah. Dan, Vamp, tell us more about your voting experience. So, yeah, I went down to some school in Brooklyn and uh, it was 
you know honestly they didn't even have our fucking it, for people on my street they didn't have our like names in the system or something so it took an extra like 15 minutes so thanks thanks to blasio um and uh it was you know it was, it was fine I, I you know i did i did the scribbles it was um you know the fucking what is it the the ranked choice so you pick five so what what that meant to me was to anyone but Adams and Yang. So the five I picked were one Wiley, two this guy Art Chang, I think his name is. I just heard about him today. I, I, that, I, if I'm if I'm butchering his name, I apologize. If if his name is actually Arthur Chu, like that fucking stupid guy on Twitter, I, I don't think he is. But they're both <laughs> named they have similar names. So I don't know. I'm gonna tell everybody um, on Twitter that you voted for Arthur Chu, though. So. I I. I did write in Bernie Sanders for one thing, actually. Uh, I forgot which, but I did, I did write in Bernie for one thing. Um, but uh, I, I put number one, Maya Wiley, because she's an MSNBC boomer favorite. She's been on the, pro, the, the MSNBC circuit for a while. Also, she's like, she's a de Blasio Democrat, whatever, you know, fine. I put second, I put Art, uh, Arthur. Um, I, I, God, what the fuck was his name? Jew slash Chang. Arthur. Art Chang, Art Chang. You had it right oh. the first time. Don't you? Yeah, yourself, I did. I, I was not confident. Art Chang was number two. Third, I put uh, fucking Catherine Garcia because she might act, she she might have a have an uh, have a shot. Um, actually winning. I don't think Maya Wiley is a shot. And again, we're recording this. Maybe there'll be results by the time you listen to this. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? We're just talking about it. Um, and then you got the fucking. Uh, you know, Scott Stringer, who got me too, and fucking Diane Morales, whose campaign fell apart because she tried to union bust them when she was the, the, the fucking socialisty fucking lefties on Twitter fucking pushing her. I remember all of you put your your backgrounds as those like Diane Morales fucking the mad backgrounds like you screwed up big time. Owned. <laughs> Owned. Oh, um. So well, you'll be happy to hear that I have found the. Uh, do you have a clip? Sure. Eric Adams quote. Oh, the quote. Uh, okay. Of um about his favorite concert, which is when Curtis Mayfield was injured and paralyzed. Um, he said, without missing a beat. Apparently, he said that his favorite concert was Curtis Mayfield at the Wingate concert series. At that concert, there was a rainstorm and the lights fell on Curtis Mayfield and they actually Christ. paralyzed him at that concert. He died a few years ago. What? An amazing concert before that happened. <laughs> He's literally doing the like other than that Miss Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? But like, Yeah, no, actually. Um He's like, "Oh, that was the best concert I've ever seen. Shame that he like nearly died and then <laughs> later died a few years." I don't know. That I thought that was just wild when he um that's such like a he's gonna fucking win too. God damn it. Him or fucking Yang. <laughs> God damn it. I live here, damn it. It <laughs> and sucks. Honestly, I I'm not I look, is it probably a bad thing? Sure. Do I care that much? Uh the mayor is no, a punching bag. Funny. They're not they're not that fucking important. Anyway. Um Yeah, you guys will just bitch at Andrew Yang for a while now. Or he'll you'll you'll bitch at this guy. Uh, yeah. For the next, uh, how many years do you have of a mayor in New York? Four. Four? Is it four? I don't. I don't fucking know. Um. See, this is why we shouldn't do a politics show because we don't care about this stuff anymore. Like all the ins and outs know, and facts and Googling. stuff. It's like you don't have to. It doesn't no, matter. Like, this is Hog Planet. We're talking about hogs, 
Eric Adams is a full yeah. hog. Well, and Eric, look at him. Look at him. I mean, he's a hog, man. Look at him. I mean, he's a pig because he's a cop, but he's a hog. Maybe I shouldn't um, keep sing- singling him out because uh, I don't want people to get an idea. So no, I mean, look at, Andrew- look at look at Andrew Yang. Look at Scott Stringer. Even he was supposed to be progressive, but he kind of sucks too. Like the man, whole Andrew, the, the, Andrew Yang's. Had don't be pulling up pictures of Andrew. Don't make around. me look at pictures of fucking Andrew Yang. I've seen his face enough this year. Enough already with the Andrew Yang. I, I you know, he's like he's like a sad little oh, fucking. I you're good. You're, you're fucking Googling Andrew Yang now, aren't you? Uh, no, don't. No, I'm not do Googling it. him now. No, but, oh, uh, no, no, fuck. Don't, the only fuck, reason fuck, I haven't fuck, Googled fuck, him is because. Fuck, 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 fuck. Actually, nothing happened. So, okay. This is fine. Yeah, that's because I'm bad at computers, man. Weren't you going to do a big reveal there? So Andrew I, Yang I, I reveal. I was planning on doing it. I clicked the wrong button, man. Did, I know, built you up I, so much. Well, ugh, now can you I share my screen? Fucking idiot! I, and, yeah, you, you can know, share your screen. Do whatever you want. Let, let you me, me let like me. A fucking idiot in front of all the viewers. No idea what's going on in this photo. I just like what, it. Can you describe it for the listeners at home? For the listen, yeah, for for, for the non-video people, it's uh. Andrew Yang and like it, the, the the camera is situated in the middle of a huddle looking up and like Yang is with a bunch of other people I cannot recognize whatsoever, but he looks very it's a bunch of fellas like, like it's it's just a bunch of dudes. It's just dudes. Yeah, it's like the most average dudes you would ever see in, you know, any of the five boroughs. But uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not fully sure what's going on. It's uh, the caption I'm finding on. Bloomberg is that it's a prayer circle outside the Barclays Center. So I, I don't know. Share your screen. Let's see what's going on here. So this is from the uh, New York Nico account on Instagram. This is uh, it looks like Washington Square Park. And uh, I'm going to just play this clip here. Um, and this uh, Nico, uh, I think his name is Nick- uh, Nicholas Heller. He's a he's a fantastic uh, follow on Instagram. He takes pictures of New York and stuff. Um this is a cause that I think a lot of us can believe in. So let's just listen to some of these uh, these these protesters from today in Washington Square Park. I cannot hear this. Maybe the listeners can. <laughs> you can't hear it? No, sadly. I mean, it looks like good shit. It's a bunch Well, of they're saying they're saying Jewish two, four, six, eight. We we just want to urinate. <laughs> So, okay, we don't have to fucking hear it. I don't care. I'm not dropping the audio in. I'm not fucking editing this. Um, <laughs> we got to figure out how to... Oh, no. Oh, wait. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. There's there's a setting. There's a setting because I really want you to hear this. Hold on. Just just vamp for a second. All right. Well, I'm going to describe all the angels. Well, well, no. Can you describe why public restrooms are important? Because I think that's an actual oh, sure. issue. <laughs> sure. I won't talk about all the Andrew Yang photos. I no, 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 no fucking public Yang. Public restrooms are a seriously good thing, obviously, because um, human waste can have bacteria and other things in it that will make you sick. And putting it into a sewage system that, you know, cleans it and keeps it from getting out to the general public is actually one of the best things about society. I personally, I think two of the best things about society, number one, running water can't beat it. It's amazing. I mean, it could be done better in certain places. I'm sure there's like some issues in with the systems that have been set up. I used to live in New Orleans. They had lead pipes, yada, yada. You don't have to tell me. But 
overall pretty good thing. And part of that running water system is sewage. That's just good shit. Literally. I mean, it means that you don't have to have the feces out on the street. It's not like the rats you would see in DC that carry it around. Um, like that's a, it's one less thing you have to worry about. I just, I can't say enough good things about public restrooms. Um, and definitely public restrooms in New York are so fraught because you have to go in and buy like a you know, $9 coffee if you want to use the restroom. If you're in like some godforsaken part of Midtown Manhattan, you're there with some- Well, it's like once you turn 21, you can like just go into a bar, but it's like until then you're fucked. Or if you're homeless, like they're not, they're not just going to let you like, you know, shit in their bar, you know, they're, they're probably going to give you a hard time. Um, I know there's a setting on here where you can like video settings. Hold on, audio. There's a way to make it so that when you share it, the audio share screen. Uh, hold on. See, I'm I'm narrating fucking. This is what this podcast is now. Just yeah, us narrating fucking tech issues. This yeah, you want to you want to watch this shit? You want to have some kind of parasocial shit with Dan and me, or maybe you're actually one of our friends who we know in real life. This is what it's like. You got to deal with us. I don't know what to say. Enable remote control of all applications. This is bullshit. This is all bullshit. I, I, I got audio. Audio. This technical dystopia we live in. Well, Zoom is so funny because, like, you know, they charge you so you can stay, do for, for over 45 minutes. Are you sure? So I'm hearing this really loud. So you're sure you can't hear that? Yes. Okay. But you feel free to play it again. It's really good without the audio. Too. Okay, without the audio, I think I think we got to play it. We got to just let it come play on, on repeat. All right, we can reveal it for the listeners. This clip is um literally at old Jewish men um like I'm going to put my headphones and- on the clip. <laughs> they are protesting in favor of public bathrooms. Obviously, we've been setting this up for a moment, but the viewers can see it. The listeners may be able to hear it through Dan's headphones on his mic. Who knows? But it's really good. The visual, I mean, this is why you got to watch it on YouTube. The visual is, it, their signs are great. Their signs say old Jewish men for more public toilets. That's probably one of the most old Jewish men and, and women um, issues of all time. Honestly, uh, all the Jews in my family have bladders the size of like olives. So this is, I think this, this movement could really go somewhere. I, it's it's nice to see you know the older generation like still have that protest fighting them and i think that that is a cause i any of us can get behind like public restrooms you know some people have like it's a serious issue you know i think we can all agree i mean yeah i was just extolling the virtues of sewage i mean i was i was listening to that but i just i think yeah i was, was, was further no, commenting I, when- we, we can all agree no, the listeners know that when I vamp, it means that you have been like shot out of a cannon uh, and are flying off and struggling back through, you know, Bushwick or whatever to get back to your apartment. I don't live in Bushwick. I live in. But you landed Bush. in Bushwick and then you have to get oh, through yeah, there get to get to Flash. But all right. All right. So usually you got to go through Union Square and then you got to fucking schlep all the way back down to the other side of Brooklyn. So um, why don't we talk about. Fascinating. Oh. Anyway. I have a I have a Brooklyn story to tell. Uh, I saw my first live show since the pandemic. Uh, it was Sarah Squirm live at the Bell House, and she was very funny. Um, ran into Noah from Blowback Podcast and uh, Will from Chapo Trap House and uh, Catherine and Rice for the Discourse uh, blog. So that was kind of cool. Um, got to say, uh, like all their stuff. It's fun. It's fun sometimes in New York. You just run into random people whose like stuff you listen to or like read, and it's like. Oh, they're just kind of like, they're just kind of existing too, you know? We all just have like fucking bullshit jobs, you know? There's just happens to be, 
you know, front facing. You think that's cool? I once saw Robert Reich walking around in downtown DC. So, well, I have a fucking boner now. <laughs> 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 uh, well, no, but you you did. I think you told this story in our last episode that you saw um, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman. That was pretty big. Oh yes. That's true. I did see them. I mean, RIP to them. I think since Jacob Wall got off, banned off of like every form of social media, we haven't had any more of uh, those guys used to do like chaotic press conferences out front of uh, Jack Berkman's apartment in like Arl or his condo in like Arlington um, and talk about how like Liz Warren was paying Marines to, you know, dom her or something like that. It was, it was always really good stuff, but it feels so long ago, honestly. Maybe that's another thing with this whole hog planet uh, redux thing is I'm realizing how much things have changed, how much we've changed since then. It used to be, I feel like, I feel like the Trump years were funnier. I think that's what it was. I think the Biden years, they're not that funny. Biden's, Biden is, I think Biden could produce better comedy because like that, that guy, James Austin Johnson, like, like, I feel like if he, if he finds like a Biden angle instead of this fucking, I like his Trump, but it's like, I feel like he's got to find his Biden, you know, I feel like, I feel like all these people who do Trump just like, let's, let's not do so much Trump anymore. Let's move on. But also I, I really like his Trump stuff and it's probably like the best out there. I don't really like anyone else's Trump stuff at all. And like, for years now, it's been so fucking bad out there for political comedy. And it's like under Biden, it certainly doesn't look very good. I mean, like I, you know, we did a whole episode about Jon Stewart. Like I I am fully ready to cringe at his new show. You know, I really don't know what that's going to be. And can, honestly, can you explain the Jon Stewart new show to me and the listeners? Because I, I I I heard that he was having a new show, a new show and my brain turned off upon that realization and I, from what i, I heard it's just it. it's just it's just basically like a john oliver type desk show but on i think on apple tv plus so you know harder to watch um but i, I don't really know Ooh. too much uh, he hasn't announced too much about it i think he was there was a big thing going on on twitter where people were like trying to apply to be writers there and it's like cool man i mean you know listen john stewart is like beloved still but like listen i i i'm not gonna want i'm i'll watch the show like to see him be bad because like there's no way that he's going to be good maybe i'll eat my words and be like oh wow i was so wrong stewart's like the coolest guy now but like i just think he's a crusty old fuck you know yeah i would like to see him come out of this funk that he's been in uh the funk that we described in that episode with uh with luke savage shout out and um i don't know yeah i've always wanted to see him do well because when he was good he was good but who knows? Anyway, for for political comedy, I think all we've got in the Biden years, besides his like gaffes, which are barely funny because nobody else thinks they're funny. Only like um, a certain subset of people think they're funny uh, with Hunter Biden and all of the ridiculous revelations about him, like calling his lawyer the N word and like weird shit. He uh, no everyone just kind of pretends that that's Russian disinformation, like none of that sticks. So, again, I, I think it's kind of funny, but if you can't share the laugh with anyone, then uh, it's hard to do. But one thing. Oh, that oh I can think- we? Oh, Sam, can, can I can I interrupt this thought? But so we can say one thing. Uh, did you vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> no, <laughs> neither did DC- I. <laughs> DC went okay. Come on, DC went ninety-five percent for Biden. I I didn't wait in line for at all, and I didn't, and I fucking did not. I voted. I voted for Howie Hawkins, some fucking loser. Like, because I, I didn't 
I didn't have the cool socialist candidates. I had to vote for Howie Hawkins. I don't know anything about, but Howie, give me a break. Well, living in, uh, you know, D.C., where critical race theory has been taught to six-year-olds since 1991 uh, by critical Thank race you. theory. Thank I mean you. The, I mean the theory that... Um, when, when kids go to school in D.C., their parent, they get told that their parents are awful slave owners who should be struggled and shot. Um, I believe that's what critical race theory means. But it should um, be it should be banned in all schools and all in all establishments. It should be banned. in a. But I believe in free speech. Also. Well, Dan, as much as I know you want to uh, reproduce, just don't have your kids go to school here. But well, either I, way, listen, listen, I'm, I believe in free speech, but no one should be able to talk about that. But continue. <laughs> Yeah, my free speech is being threatened, but my free speech is being threatened by you by you talking about critical race theory. You're threatening my free speech, so you can't talk about it. All right, continue. Either way, uh, you know, DC, we're we're like the the communist socialist utopia of the world. Everyone here um, is just we're all wearing Mao suits and like the red star hats all day. So uh, you know that I was able to vote for the Party for Socialism and Liberations candidate, uh, Gloria Lariva, who, I mean, say which I had plenty of the lefties listening can say plenty of delirious things about how goofy uh, PSL can be at times, but it felt good, honestly, to just go ahead and do it because I, I held my nose back when I lived in Virginia and voted for your girl, Hillary Clinton. I also voted for Ralph Northam for governor of Virginia, who uh, was that post- probably, I don't even remember, but he post scandal. No, it was pre-scandal. Uh, and the scandal for the listeners or anyone who doesn't remember this is um, that he was found to have pictures of himself doing blackface and like his, what was it, his like uh, med school yearbook or something like that. Yeah, it was like, like some like, like postgraduate yearbook. And that, that was a scandal for like uh, three weeks. And he's still governor. Yeah, it was nothing. I, um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, you I could know. be Andrew Cuomo now and like, still be governor you know and you could like have been killing so many old people in the nursing homes and like groping every fucking staffer and woman that you come into contact with and you could still stay governor but you know that's how this shit works i mean and listen you know the powerful they get away with stuff just look at the um i'm sorry the biden dog body count uh, Sam, do you have any comments That's on that? That's what I was going to say is the one funny thing. That's what I was going to say is the one funny thing about Biden is his God dogs, damn it. God damn are, it. Did I just, just step on your punchline? It's all good. It's like we came to the same place. Well, that's funny. Is, it's really funny, actually. So this is good. This is good. So Champ and Major were just um, biting everybody. And Ch- I mean, Major maybe still is because major is uh surviving whereas champ has passed on yeah r.i.p june 19th he was born october 2008 uh and are you on his fucking wikipedia or something champ and major have a very detailed wikipedia page which i (laughs) am on i i shudder to imagine i shudder to imagine the lib who like sits (laughs) updating this stuff (laughs) and then this poor person had to like add in the fact that <laughs> champ is no longer with everything us. has to be changed to the past tense yeah um no did you and did you know bo obama also died this year so maybe the biden body dog body count is bigger than you know people thought like bo obama was the obama dog oh yeah 
I remember, the, so, I remember those doggos. So I don't know. Honestly, Watch shout your... out to Trump for not having a presidential dog. Because it was funny. He's like, like, honestly, it's like so funny. He just doesn't like the only dog he liked is the dog that like killed like the head of ISIS or whatever, like Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. Baghdadi. Yeah, that guy. Um, that like the only dog he ever liked was that dog. And that's honestly like more humanizing than someone who's like, I gotta have a dog for this stupid job. I'll just bring a fucking you know Obama doesn't give a shit about those fucking dogs. Like, come on. No. Um of course not. So so Major was like biting everyone, so he got like shipped away. Um, we still don't know his current he got sent location. to a farm upstate and we literally Delaware. tried to look it up like where they sent Major, and like there's no information. So Maybe that's a conspiracy theory. Major, if we you're out there, into, like the free free if, major movement. If you have seen, yeah, like a Q major, like a QAnon, but for major, like they're 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 taking him. Um, and there's we then we would need a Q figure. Do you think I could do it? Do you think I could? Do you think I could be Q? I, think I could be Q. Uh, I don't know, man. Ron uh, Watkins number- seems like a fucking idiot, so I think I could be Q. But he's got the programming skill. You don't know how to program that stuff. I don't know how to program anything. You don't have access to all the data about what the freaks are posting on, uh, you know, 4chan and stuff. It's not easy. Not how great do that. How great was that QAnon into the storm documentary? Oh, it was wonderful. It was so fun. Um, if you haven't so seen gripping. it, definitely check it out. Even if you're not familiar with QAnon at all. Or if, um, even if you are kind of familiar with QAnon, like I, you know, we've discussed this as like a pet obsession for a long time. But um, not that we're into QAnon. We don't think it's true, obviously. But um, no, just like the podcast the, QAnon Anonymous, we 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 uh, talk about how stupid it is, you know? Yeah, and, and it's interesting as a as like a social phenomenon. But um, but I don't know. I think uh, I learned a lot from that. Is my champ working? It's yeah. It's cha- champ Biden is now in Sam's background, so I am forced to look at that. I'm not changed my background this entire program, by the way. Well, so now you Sam is- set up a background. You didn't tell me I was going to be on video. Uh, I just happened to be like. I really literally said, naturally. "Do you want to? Do you want to put these shows on YouTube?" And you said yes. What I did you think read that your meant? Text messages. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> anyway <laughs> no i uh well i had to improvise and that's why champ is licking my face r.i.p well, um, sam just tried to make out with champ biden so uh this this might end the podcast already and we just started again yeah i mean um, yeah, no milo got canceled for for excusing pedophilia but we will get canceled for excusing bestiality that's um, true um do you know um uh, <sighs> I don't know. I, I got a few more topics here, Sam. Can we just can we just talk about? So uh, Ari Shafir is a comedian. He t- he he talked. He mentioned in an Instagram post, fascist China. Um, I don't really care about the rest of what he said, but could you just debunk the idea of the current government of China as fascist? If we're talking about, I think that like the term you know fascism I mean? <laughs> is a little out. Uh, I don't want to say like outdated, but it's also like a little misapplied to China. I do think fascism is kind of a particularly European phenomenon. Um, and even if you want to say that the Chinese state has, you know, more control over people's lives than it should, um, I, I don't know if it like maps exactly onto that, I think is what I would say. Um, but I, in general, it seems like um, what we're seeing these days is like a sort of liberal apologism for even if Ari Shafir doesn't consider himself a liberal, a lot of liberals listen to him. Like they um, it's sort of like 
I think it's a, a way to put sanctions on China the same way we sanction like Iran and stuff like that. And they always have to have some kind of uh, reasoning behind it. And with China, I think the reasoning has become like, oh, they're fascist. Like they're, they're uh, I've seen a lot of people trying to say that they're just like the Nazis. Like they're like, oh, they've got millions of Uyghurs in concentration camps. It's exactly like what Hitler was doing to the Jews. And China is, uh, you know, fascist, like not, you know, Naziistic state. And it's just aggressively reductive. And I think it again, like- <laughs> You know what it, it reminds it, me of? You know it reminds me of like rocket discourse about Palestine. Like, yeah, it's like- yeah. It's so like in uh, what's the word like uh, not incongruous, but like, uh, you know, the idea of like the the thing is being like blown out of proportion completely. Yeah. And well, I think my thought on Israel, Palestine as it relates to um, to the Xinjiang things, that it's really peculiar how um, one is condemned and one and the other is not um, like if we're if we're being real about this, like. It, you know, you could easily say if you want to be one of those people who says Israel has a right to defend itself, maybe you should be also saying like China has a right to defend itself, because that's the argument that Ch the Chinese are making about Xinjiang is that like they have to defend themselves against, you know, Islamic terrorism that has spread into into Xinjiang. Um, whether or not you believe that is up to you, of course. But I it, it's interesting because I see a lot of like my liberal friends who are very much pro Israel. Uh, condemning China for the for the Uyghur thing. And I'm like, so it's okay when Israel does it, it's just not okay when China does it because China is an enemy of the US and Israel is our friend. And also you feel a kinship with Israel, um, you know, because you've been told to. And because, and I just, that's kind of where I'm at with this whole Xinjiang thing. It seems like a really nice way to put, to excuse sanctions against, um, against China with a liberal bent. Like, uh, I mean, the China rhetoric of the Biden administration is no different from the really no different than from the China rhetoric of the Trump administration. Other than that, um, Trump says China is the worst place on earth because well, you had sent me that good trade. Um, whereas me Biden, good, would, oh sorry, but you would send me that good Bernie Sanders uh, article about that, right? That he wrote. That he wrote. Yeah, and he honestly goes in that uh, he wrote an article for Foreign Policy. It's impressive that Foreign Policy was willing to uh, promote it. Uh, I got my boy here, you know. Now Xi is Sam's background. President Xi. Uh, yeah, the, pre the President Xi. Because uh, I'm doing a lot himself. of people are going to call me a China apologist or something. So I might as well uh, bank on it. Because honestly, if I was going to pick any country to defect to uh, once the U.S. gives up the ghost, which I, honestly, this country's got like 10, 20 years less of juice in it before it gets really bad here. Um, I'm going I'm going to hang out with my boy. I'm going to hang out in China. I, I just I've, I've accepted that for a long time. But um but yeah, I'm sorry. You, I got off my train of thought there with the she. What, what's, what was the question you had before me? You know what? Let's just move on because we have, we have, we've gone. We're, we're probably going to go way over now. Um, so I want to say a few more things before we wrap things up. You will um, say them in the presence of President Xi, though. No, no. Um, well, we said we were going to talk about a little bit like Rogan, uh, the waning influence of like not being on YouTube and then maybe tie that in a little bit into like the Sam Cedar versus Steven Crowder thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, what, if, what is your sense of just like, don't you feel like Joe Rogan's like, he definitely like took the bag and like decided his, he didn't care about how like being influential, which makes sense, I guess, right? Like he, it's easier for him to just have the money and not, you know, 
the YouTube viewers where, you know, people shit on him all the time. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I will say just my personal prejudice is that like, it's probably better that fewer people listen to Joe Rogan. Oh, of course. I, mean, like, I don't like, I don't think he's like particularly dangerous, but like a certain kind of dumb guy thinks that he's like the smartest dude on earth. So I then, listen to about two or three episodes a year. I would so say. Then, so like if, you know, if this particularly dumb guy listens to Joe Rogan and thinks he's getting the straight dirt and Joe Rogan says something stupid about like trans people, um, then I, I don't think it's like for society the best thing. Having said that, I, I mean, I have watched Joe Rogan too. I don't think he's like, I think he's in many ways a good interviewer. I can understand why people watch his show. I don't think it's purely because they want to be like, you know, fascist or whatever, like, uh, you know. And I mean to minorities or whatever else people think uh, to equate Joe Rogan with. But um, it is interesting that he's made this move because um, I don't know. There's like in, in culture these days is weirdly siloed and segmented and then also weirdly mainstream. And but what I mean, especially on the Internet, like what I mean by that is we got like our big four um, social media. We've got like your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, which is owned by Facebook anyway, and your uh, YouTube. And um, those I feel like are like the closest we have to mass culture now. But even within those sites, there's a million subcultures. Like on Twitter, there's a million different kinds of um, Twitter topics, even though they're not split up into different message boards the way like Reddit is. But Spotify is like kind of similar like that to that for music but it is interesting that he's seen his view i think spotify's bet was that they would get a lot more people listening subscribing and um listening to podcasts or at least going to spotify for podcasts if they had rogan because he was such a big draw on youtube but it's interesting because the, the platforms don't really work the same way do they not at all i mean it's you know apples and oranges i would say but I think yeah. like the crucial difference is that like YouTube, you um you have the autoplay. So you could right. sit in and there it, and then Yo Rogan comes up and before you know, you're kind of hooked into it. And then you're like, oh, actually, you know, I might check this guy out. I think that's how a lot of people get into stuff. And on perhaps YouTube. the auto Spotify, suggests you got to go in and specifically look for stuff. But perhaps the auto to you by the algorithm. The auto suggest on Spotify on Spotify might also spit out like the same intellectual dark web garbage Eric Weinstein's podcast or whatever. Also, Matt Taibbi's Eric Weinstein article. Shout out Brett um, Weinstein. Brett Weinstein, excuse me. Eric is his brother. Um, Matt uh, Matt Taibbi. Uh, lame now. It sucks. It, it fucking sucks. They got him. Someone got they, him. Someone got to Matt Taibbi. I don't him, know what him, the hell happened. There is him and Glenn just make it really tough at this point to defend. I don't want to seem conspiratorial, but there is such a big market out there for laundering right wing thought for like liberals and progressives. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but it's just like a reality of the media landscape and it sucks. But um, I mean, we all will always have the work they did in the past and Glenn's still doing plenty of good stuff, exposing like corruption in Brazil and stuff like that. He's just reading. No, and Taibbi's uh, Rush Limbaugh obituary was great. I mean, you know, like I'm not saying they're not capable of good stuff. They're just they're just super like weird now. <laughs> um, the stuff they choose to cover, like 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 I unsubscribed from Taibbi's newsletter because it was all just about like 
meet the canceled you know it's like i don't i just don't give a shit yeah. no it's beat it's beat the set i'm still subscribed to it because I, I subscribe to a lot of fucked up stuff on my email i i got the new york times morning edition which is like some of the most sociopathic stuff i've ever seen is written in that morning news <laughs> thing it's a hell of a way to start the day but uh yeah i still get the taibi stuff just to, just for a laugh before i quickly delete it <laughs> um it's bad folks uh but his, his book uh hate ink is pretty good um that was like right before he like lost he lost all credibility uh not all credibility just like i don't know he he, he used to be like the coolest journalist who like who seemed to have like at least some understanding of like the the, the financial system in a way that like cool journalists like him didn't or so i i don't know you know he fancied himself i think like hunter thompson in the for the modern day and i just i just think that now he's just like a like a michael tracy fedora guy <laughs> um, yeah it, that is a shame he, i feel like he had the potential to maybe be something like that for us uh, i remember reading his rolling stone stuff especially around like the uh 2008 financial crisis and um i think he really communicated that well especially like for me as like a dumb stoned like 16 year old being able to understand like that kind of high corporate finance and like all the stuff that went wrong there the way he was able to communicate it was really effective and honestly very impressive but it's been a long time since then it's been like 13 years so what can you do and i would like hog planet to formally endorse sam cedar in the in the ongoing debate with steven crowder um i mean for those who don't know i guess sam is like a very progressive uh radio uh, youtube host and uh thank you for more g photos in the background there i like this one um, fist bumping i see that um and steven crowder is a i mean god uh transphobic uh racist white right wing can i don't even want to call him a comedian he voiced the brain on arthur yeah failed stand-up who like rebranded as like i remember the first time he crossed my radar was when he had this article about how um how good it was for him to wait till marriage to have sex as if he had sex after marriage like let's be real he probably didn't but um Either way, it was a bizarre article. Like he he was in the article, he was saying something like, I saw this other couple who on their honeymoon and they had clearly both been drinking the night before. And I just knew that like they had just, you know, befouled themselves. And it was really weird. Yeah, apparently Crowder's dad like runs his whole business and um like they put his co-host on screen when Sam Cedar appeared on, I guess it was the Ethan Klein, I think the guy's name is show, the H3 something. It's apparently like one of the biggest shows, but I have no idea what it is. Um, but the, um, you know, the Sam Cedar, Steven Crowder debate briefly. I saw a couple of clips. I don't really know what what went down, honestly, but I just am am uh, happy it happened. That's all I got to say, because uh, for a long time, Crowder was uh, avoiding Sam because he literally knows that. I mean, Crowder, like their whole thing is that like debate me, like, like prove me wrong. And it's like, he doesn't want to talk to anyone who actually can. He wants to talk to college students who are emotional and like don't, you know, just want just get he wants to like just trigger college students, you know? Yeah, he's he's doing the uh, beta version of what like Ben Shapiro used to do and like what he became famous for, which was, um, you know, another conservative commentator. He he was like he would basically go to colleges and find like the most emotionally damaged person in the room and then like try to own them. And then like, 
that that would end up on YouTube uh, with, you know, something like Ben Shapiro, you know, owns this, uh, you know, trans college student or something. And uh, I think Crowder's trying to do that. But Ben Shapiro isn't, I don't think, I don't want to say he's smart, but he knows how to argue. Like he is like a trained lawyer. Can I say something about Ben Shapiro? Go on YouTube and search Comtown Ben Shapiro, Mr. Feeney, like from Boy Meets World. Uh, And that's all I have to say. So anyway, thanks for uh, plugging under underrated and underappreciated podcast come town, which no one has ever heard of. But um, we uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think Ben like Crowder is just doing a beta version of what Ben Shapiro is doing, but he's too stupid to like Ben Shapiro first to his credit did have to like go out there and find people. Whereas Crowder, it's more of like, come to me. He does like the it's the uh, intellectual equivalent of like when a dude is like, you're so fucking lucky. I can't fight you right now. Like you're so fucking lucky. Dude. It's the intellectual you do anything to my family. <laughs> like- yeah, it's 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 exactly like that. Cause like if you know that if you um he doesn't actually want like a square debate, he wants to look, he wants to look like he's encouraging a square debate that he and so that because it projects confidence. But as soon as you like call him on that, unless you're, you know, like I said, an emotionally damaged like college student, um, then he's not gonna want to talk to you because like because uh, he knows he's gonna look like a fucking idiot. I mean, Sam Cedar, you know, I'm sure these guys have plenty of disagreements with him, but the dude can argue. He's been on. He's he's like a pretty well respected journalist for his part. I mean, mm. and he's a smart guy, and he actually takes it seriously. Whereas Stephen Crowder and uh, a lot of people on that group, I think they know they're like charlatans. Like they know this is a grift more so than um, maybe some, a lot of the, the outright grifters on the left know that it's a grift. Although there are a few of those for sure. Oh God, yeah, I'm sick of just like crystal ball, the crystal balls, and the just there's 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 there's, I mean, can we just so annoying to people say? Can we just say on Hog Planet right now that Brianna Joy Gray sucks? (laughs) This is something we have been discussing off air for a long time, but uh, uh, we I I I remember her writing in Current Affairs like in around like 2016 was like really strong and I was like oh this lady's gonna go places and then she became Bernie's press secretary and we were like this seems like a good thing and then since then she's just didn't done the contrarian force the vote podcast thing I, it's just she's one of the lefties where I get the sense that like she's looking for more YouTube clicks I I don't know how to explain that you probably yeah. can do better of it than job of it than I can. No, I, I think you pretty much pretty much got got all the major points there that, you know, I'm starting to think that Bernie lost maybe because he had some really dumbass people working for him, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's what I'm starting to see. It's like, the more you learn about Jeff Weaver and like some of these other fucking people Bernie kept around and like, honestly, like Bree, like is pretty fucking lame. It's like, you know, maybe our guy lost because he had some dumbasses uh, on his campaign running things. Yeah, it, and that's an, an honest mistake. Uh, I mean, no, it's all, not his fault. It's like I, I, I would have hired. A, thank you for more. President Xi. Emperor, this is Emperor Xi Jinping. Um, I've just been doing progressively weirder uh, screen, you know, images to. Do you know I brought up? In, up. I brought up in conversation today that thing you told me about how Mao loves to go swimming. I yes. like somehow it came up organically in conversation. <laughs> it's one of the best tidbits. There's like so many pictures of him swimming in the Yellow River and stuff, and he's just like, "This is." Like Matt, to his credit, Mao really loved China and he believed that like China like needed, you needed that, that like socialists who were trying to revolutionize China needed to um, 
do Chinese stuff and like celebrate China. And I'm not saying that all turned out that well for him, but uh, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's an admirable attribute in a in a vacuum, I guess. But uh, I'm I'm here for Emperor Xi right here. He's giving me a quizzical look. But um, yeah, and that's and listen, that's why we don't have a Patreon because this ain't a grifter podcast. You can't accuse us of that because we're making no money. I just spent money so I could get the full Zoom access because I knew we would go over time, <laughs> which was the whole justification for our Patreon last year. But, yeah. Um, which we did make the money back. We did make the money back for that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone we who uh, contributed. We much appreciate it. We just don't want to start it up again because we just don't want to have to be forced to make the show. We want to just make the show because we want to make it, you know? Yeah, um, I guess, I guess like maybe uh, like my one of my like as we like wrap this up, one of the thoughts I've had um, overarching that I want to mention was like, I, I'm starting to think that like if you try to make a career out of like doing art and, you know, forgive me while i call this little show art like i think if you try (sighs) i think if you try to like make something fun and creative into like a job it's not going to be the same thing even if it looks feels the same way even if you can kind of hack it or like work out a compromise it's like we're here to just shoot the shit together and talk about things we like for all you goofy people and i i I just don't need to make money off of it i have a job (laughs) yeah no i have a job uh in radio but I, you know, everyone in radio, like you gotta have a, you gotta have your own podcast on the side just to, just to get your chops going. You know, you gotta have your, you know, I have some exciting stuff planned in, in radio, in real radio land, but like, this is where I want to just have, have fun and, you know, shoot the shit and, you know, maybe pick up some viewers on YouTube and, you know, we will do like this clown painting is probably not going to be in the shot in every episode. So get, don't get used to it. Um, Xi Jinping will be in the shot in every episode. Uh, I figured we could end the episode uh, on a uh, slightly more serious note, perhaps, and talk about the article that Sam wrote for Father's Day on the Hog Planet Substack, which, uh, what's the link to subscribe? Uh, <coughs> what's the link to subscribe uh, to that? Sorry, uh, I'm, I am simply parched. Don't start. Don't don't starve yourself for water. Dan. I, that didn't sound like it. Anyway, yeah, uh, the Hog Planet Digest is still available at hogplanet.substack.com. And I don't know. I, I just uh, Father's Day is complicated for me because my dad died when I was young, and uh, I just wrote a few words about like not resenting. Uh, I used to resent other people who, um, you know, honestly, Dan, I started. <laughs> I resent just you a little bit. Well, because I get an, to listen to the Grateful Dead with my dad. Yeah, you all, have an adult relationship with your yeah. dad, is which is you know not to get like so maudlin on here, but it's something I never really had. And yeah, um, it's it's like and it's like he in a way like not to be like you know your dad as an adult like is one of your best friends. You know, it's 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 the truth. Like you know, if he's around, you know, it's just if he's a good good enough guy, you know, it's just uh, like I. You know, it's 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 something I would be jealous of, certainly. Well, I've got my dad right here. Oh, uh, President enough Xi. with no. this President G. He looks like shit in that one. <laughs> well, someone you know the randos are just making these photoshops. He's not like it's not actually. <laughs> this is an actual like rendered <laughs> no. portrait. No, it's like a classical like Chinese painting with like him photoshopped on it. No, <laughs> anyway, uh, no the thing with my dad. I I don't know. I guess I just like. Another Father's Day, I was just kind of, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I just, um, I guess like I was trying to think about my resentment and like 
I, you know, and my family has a long history of like anger and uh, it's something I'm trying to work out. So um, I guess just with that article, it, it was very personal. Um, I did sort of, I didn't think I posted it as like any kind of like relaunch to this show or anything. I just kind of posted it because I post, I, you know, a lot of people I know and like. It was honestly that, as a result that. of it, though, that we said, like, I basically made a comment that was like, your writing is definitely better than our podcasting. And you're like, podcasting's <laughs> fun, too. And I was like, what if we did the show, but we didn't outline or edit anything? And then yeah. that, and here we are. Yeah. Two so, days so later. <laughs> I guess this is a good way for me to like, I, I do want to start putting out more regular writing up there because that's really And I think outlet. you should because I, I wouldn't say this if it wasn't true. I laughed and I cried in that uh in that piece uh, and i wouldn't say that to sam if it, if I, w I wouldn't lie to him i would say uh, your writing sucks but i think he's a fantastic <laughs> writer and uh you got to read this thing at the hog planet digest uh it's uh i guess we'll throw a link in the description but you know i i think uh it's worth it's worth your time yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna start putting up more stuff out there i, I might change the link name at some point or i might just oh feel, feel free subject. i mean yeah We'll see. There might be Hog, Hog Planet written stuff, and then there might be, you know, Sam Lewis written stuff. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I do appreciate your kind words, Dan, although I do feel that between you, me, and she, we have a bit of a mutual uh, admiration society going right here. And the ass clown behind me. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to exclude him, them. I, I don't I, want to assume any pronouns. There, there is no pronouns. You know what no one noticed about the ass clown? And again, look at my Instagram at dspaventa, D-S-P-A-V-E-N-T-A. To see this thing, it is it is a clown. And honestly, I'm going to duck here. What no one noticed is he's basically getting crucified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that either. And he has, he actually, he has a halo. He has a halo. Nobody wow. noticed. He has a halo. You see, folks, we're, we're branching out into all kinds of new media here. And uh, Dan and I are happy to keep doing things like like fun little like one offs like this or, you know, even if more regular than this, because uh, we're just we like to be yeah, and maybe together and maybe and like out. Sam. The other good thing is now we have the platform again. If I want to do another four hour binge of the Hillary Clinton documentary, I'm able to do that as much as I want. Like the Hill if I want to do four hours of Hillary on Hulu in a row i can just do that alone and then release it on this feed yeah and uh i will be not part of that but you could do it <laughs> I mean, no i might dip in who knows i i, I do like i i am not doing that again i already did that. it's already an episode on this podcast so you can you can enjoy that already uh four hours hillary on hulu in one sitting all right and, and we got I, anything and, else for the uh uh well i wanted you today. to bring up the jfk thing before we close out yeah, uh, no, I was um, I, I was just thinking about the, the about JFK and uh, reading something my dad wrote about it because he visited the sixth floor museum in the book depository where like Lee Harvey Oswald supposedly shot JFK. Um, I think I think it's safe to say Oswald shot JFK at least once. Sure, but um, we I, I guess it was interesting to me because. Um, I think our generation doesn't really get it. Like JFK for the people for people who grew up in like the '60s and stuff was like 9/11. Like for us, like it was just this like cataclysmic event. It was like a before and after period. And then I don't know. It's I, I think it, especially if like you want to believe that the CIA killed Kennedy, then it's like definitely a a, a big uh, you know divider in history between like the previous era and the current era. But um, 
don't know. It's just interesting because Dan, you've been thinking about JFK quite a bit, and uh, yeah, you know, I'll 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 reveal the big secret. Um, I'm working on a new podcast, uh, independent from this one. Um, I'm not going to reveal the name or anything, but I'll tell you a little bit about what it's about. Um, I love the Bob Dylan song "Murder Most Foul" from his most recent album, which is a like 17 minute song about the Kennedy assassination. And I don't know why. So it's a podcast where I try to figure out why I love this song and also about various Dylan ephemera. I think it'll be about, but it'll be going like 30 seconds by 30 seconds through the song, every episode and me trying to figure out why I like it just, just by myself and maybe with guests sometimes, but like, I want to figure out why I like, um, thank you for the more G. Um, I want to figure out why I like this song so much and why I connect with it so much, because I think it's just it's it's Bob Dylan proving that at 80, he can still. Yeah. And Sam has pulled up the Kennedy uh, murder most foul uh, portrait used by Bob on the uh, the vinyl that he definitely had a lot of input in its uh, in its uh, packaging. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to work on this show. I don't know when I'm going to release it, but it, it, it won't be too long. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to put out a first episode fairly soon, but I just got to get all the all the uh, logos and stuff together. But yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. You know what? I'll say the title right now. It's the Hog Planet listeners. They, they deserve some they deserve some chum. Uh, it's going to be called Podcast Most Foul. <laughs> uh, about murder, most foul and Bob Dylan and JFK and the death of the 60s and the death of innocence and the the in america and god whatever the hell else comes up i don't i don't know if it's a limited series or if it's going to be a regular series but it'll it'll be that one will be a weekly series though for sure that'll that'll be one that where i like pre-record them and release them like like on a schedule because that i was originally planning on recording that in like a weekend and then i said why not slow it down and like really try to learn something here because i've always wanted to become like that next level of Dylan fan who like knows just all the shit, which I never was that guy. I always loved the music, but I never knew like his life. Like this year was the first time I really read about the motorcycle accident and, and why it affected him so much and how little is really known about it. Um, it's all very interesting history. So I, I hope to explore that on this new show podcast, most foul. Um, I'm announcing it here. Uh, that will be coming out at some point and uh, you'll hear about it on hog planet for sure. And uh, visiting the book depository is pretty cool. I got, I would love to go there. Yeah, maybe I'll do it and uh, do a Gonzo kind of uh, account of it, like I did for the DEA museum for for the real heads. You remember that particular Hog Planet back episode? Oh yeah, and you know we'll we'll probably put out more best of content on the uh, feed as well, so you, you know you, the chum keeps flowing. Like I want to, you know, which one I want to pull? I want to pull this the Starship Troopers. I think we did a good job on Starship Troopers a while back. I want to pull yeah. that for the for the modern audience, you know, because sometimes we dig up these old segments, these Law and Order segments we dug up, and then people people loved it, like just hearing them all in a row because we just covered Law and Order SVU. Also. I want to cover the Law and Order SVU episodes um, with you uh, that are relevant to like this this stuff like COVID, you know, and like like you know, like like you know, like so there's there's been some kind of like funny like like plot lines this season, you know. Not that I've really watched them; I've just kind of read about it. Well, uh, I'll be there to do it. So enjoy. Yeah, you know, you know us. We, we, we like to talk about we like to talk about absolute garbage but you know svu it's it's it holds a place in the culture so deal with it where we it will it might it might come up 
And as always, I mean, it's a hog planet. We're just living in it. We have to. We got it's a hog planet. It. So uh, follow me on Twitter at Spaventacular, S-P-A-V-E-N-T-A-C-U-L-A-R. Follow me on Instagram at D Spaventa, D-S-P-A-V-E-N-T-A for paintings mostly. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, other stuff, mostly paintings and just a picture of me with Kyle McLaughlin and J.B. Smooth. Those are those are the two non-paintings on my grid right now. I would say those two are paint. Those two are worth it to uh, to to break the, the cycle of paintings. Those two look like paintings also. So because they're like gorgeous. It's like a Renaissance painting. Also, listen to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. I work on it. It's it's a great show about Hollywood history. Um, uh, great uh, guests and uh, great, really well researched. And uh, Gilbert's one of the funniest people ever. Check it out. Uh, Sam, any anything to plug here? I guess we still have the High Planet Twitter, right? uh i thought you i thought you were taking that over but i i guess i do i well i i okay i'm taking it over for the bob dylan podcast we don't need a twitter for this show yeah, we don't need a twitter they they follow uh, the the show this follow no show. follow this us follow the people follow okay you follow can follow me at Wagstank on twitter too but this is this is the stuff right here look at this like I, and, and i did you know how dead the show was i deleted the um i deleted the instagram like two weeks ago and now we're doing the show again. Oh well, so be it. It's it's all. I don't for fucking fun, care so who listens matter. to this. If people want to listen to it, they can. Uh, and that's it. Uh, this. Do you have anything to say, Sam? Before I say no, the I final blow, one, I was gonna blow a kiss. Actually. Oh well, well, feel free to do that while I say, this is Hog Planet. <laughs>